I want to begin by pointing out that most of us think we've got a pretty whole heart if we've got our integrity. You know, what does it mean to have a really good heart? Well, if you can be true to yourself and know who you are, we've got a pretty whole heart, don't we? But this morning in the sermon, I want us to think hard about this question. What kind of heart do you really have? What's really going on inside of the human person? For most of us, we're pretty sure that we're the hero of our story. You know, we, we, we're, first of all, y'all are supporting cast. Did you know that? The story's about me. Yeah, and, and I really appreciate the part you play in my play. It's interesting also, I put up a superhero on purpose, because what are superheroes? Well, they're people who can do really, really powerful things, right? And they fight against evil, and they use incredible acts of violence to enforce their will and their vision of things upon the world. That's the human heart writ large. If we had those powers, we could make the world a better place for us. Right? What really is the nature of what's going on inside of me? Well, I can think that I'm a pretty good guy if I've got my integrity right up until I run into that guy. And then I find in him a whole different kind of heart. And in what we look at this morning, we see most powerfully the difference in the kind of heart that he's got and the kind of heart that I've got. And I want his, I think. But when I run into it, really, and I see it, there's part of our hearts that is so vastly different, we don't even want it. We need the power of God to even want the kind of heart that He's got. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about this. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, do not resist a person who is evil. And immediately, we see that he is absolutely crazy. That is nuts. Don't offer resistance to the evil. And, and well, I mean, but okay, maybe that's theoretical. No, if someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to them the other as well. This is clearly a crazy man, isn't it? He is so, so different from us. What Jesus is talking about here this morning is something called the lex talionis, which is, uh, I believe, a Latin phrase for the law of retribution or retaliation. And what that law basically says is that uh, when retaliation is carried out, it needs to be carried out in the same kind and degree of punishment. You don't go and do more to somebody else. So if somebody hurts you, you can hurt them back, but only in the way in which they hurt you. Somebody knocks out a tooth, you can knock out one of their teeth. Or maybe go get a dentist to remove and extract one of their teeth. Be polite about your punishment. Somebody puts out your eye, yeah, you can put out their eye, but you can't do anything more than that. That's what the Lex Talionis is for, right? And right away, we see that what we're dealing with here is a boundary against the realms of evil. Because out there beyond this boundary is where we want to wander. And when we're, when we're hurt, we want to give back what we got, but we don't want to stop there. That just equals things up, but I didn't launch this thing. You did. And so not only do you need to lose what I lost, but there needs to be some punishment. 
And you just getting back what you gave isn't punishment. That's evening up the score. I want to go out beyond that fence into the wild and encounter the monsters that are out there because we want punishment. We want justice. And the law says, whoa, 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 whoa. God says, leave that to me. Don't you go out there. Little kid on a, on a playground gets punched in the face. What do they do? They pummel the other guy. They don't give back one punch. They punch as long as they can still stand until someone pulls them off, right? Why? Because our heart doesn't just want to get even. It wants to punish. And the Lex Talionis says, okay, if you have to do this, okay, fine, go this far and no further. But even the fallen heart can figure out why that's the case. You know, even law codes outside of Deuteronomy in the ancient world contain the Lex Talionis. You see that in the Code of Hammurabi. It's out there in the ancient world. Go this far, but don't go any further than that. Why? Because if you do, then we all end up blind. You put out my eye, I put out both of yours. Well, your brother then comes to find me, and I've only got one. And then my brother goes to find them. And then we all end up toothless and blind eating soup if we can find it. Okay? And so we can figure this out. But here's the thing about this law. It can restrain me and I can come to know that it's right. It can restrain my heart and keep me from running off into evil. But what it can't do is change my desire to run off into evil. It comes to me as instruction saying, don't do that. Now I can hear it and say, okay. But when you hurt me, what does my heart want to do? Well, I mean, whenever somebody gets, has a spear thrown at them, everyone knows exactly what you do. You dodge, and then you go get it, and you chuck it back. Everyone knows that, except for that guy. That guy standing up in the mountain who knows something else. Can my heart change from this? Well, not on my own it can't. And the law won't do it. I just need something more than the law if I'm going to become more than a broken person. Because this is what's in my heart. That fury. How dare you? Don't you know? How could you do that? It was wrong. Last night as I was trying to doze off, I got out my, uh, my phone, you know, because that helps you fall asleep, to look at a screen for a while. You know, and I, I had YouTube on, and, and I'm looking through the options, and one of them came up that was called Road Rage. <laughs> you want to see the ultimate and bad human behavior. Watch a Road Rage video. Turn the sound down. People say unpleasant things. Okay, but you will not believe the stupid that people do. It's like, yeah, I, I saw videos, it's little video clips of people doing outrageous things and the people that they do them to have a dash cam, right? I saw people's cars roll over who were doing the stupid. They were cutting someone off and they did it dumb and they got bumped and their car goes rolling away. Like, that, that ain't smart. 
This is dumb what you were doing. But man, that's what's in us. Because we know exactly what we do when we get punched in the face, right? We hit back. But before we do, we take off the glove and we put on one of those. Because we don't give back what we got. We give back something more. And when they go and get that, we go and we get a bat. And when they come back at us with a bat, we pound nails into ours. And when they come at us with that, we've got a knife. And if they come at me with a knife, I've got a gun. And if they come at me with a gun, I... That's where it leads. That's where the human heart will go unrestrained. How do we change this thing? How do I change that? Because, folks, that's not in God. If it were, every last one of us would be dead. This is not who our God is. How do we change this? But the first thing we got to do is we got to confront ourselves. What kind of heart do I really have? And come to terms with the fact that that's in me. Now, listen, I'm never going to get a knife, no matter what you do to me. You know, because I'm too afraid. But you speak badly to me, and mm, I got to work through it. You don't even have to come in with a knife. Because we're fallen humans, aren't we? What's really in us? And what's supposed to be in us? Well, but wait a minute, though, Ethan. I mean, Jesus, don't we have to fight back? Don't we have to stand up for ourselves? After all, if we don't... By the way, if you haven't handed those pieces of paper to the center, if you do that now, because my boys are about to start coming and picking them up. But if we don't stand up for ourselves, what happens? What happens? When there's great power in the hands of others, and they're willing to use it to hurt you, and do wicked things to you, if you don't stand up, if you don't fight back, then what happens? It wasn't so many years ago when we saw an example in this country of what happens, was it? Wasn't that long ago at all. When men and women demonstrated the amazing courage that it takes, the amazing courage to obey Jesus Christ and not lash out at their enemies who had clearly lost their minds, who were doing wicked and evil and hurtful things to them, releasing dogs on them and shooting them with high pressure water, causing pain and brokenness. And why? Because they were black. It's insanity. Folks, they did not fight back. Don't you have to stand up for yourself? I mean, after all, if you don't, if you turn the other cheek, won't I just end up with two black eyes instead of one? Well, yeah, maybe. There might end up being marks on your body. You might even die. But there won't be a mark on your soul. 
Because hatred is what puts that there. The bruises that we give to our soul are never done by our enemy. It's always done by ourselves. We always do the distorting and breaking to ourselves in our response to evil and wickedness when we become evil and wicked in reply. And we have seen in this nation, haven't we, people who stood up with amazing courage to say, you can do whatever you want to to me, but I will not be bad to you. And think with me for just a second what that did. When white men and black men across this nation held hands, and they said, we're going to stand up and say, these people are men. These people are women. They are humans And you will not treat them this way anymore. But I will not be bad to you. Did not change our country. The obedience to Jesus Christ that we saw practiced in the late 60s and 70s in this country, didn't we see its transformative power? The power of love and soul force in response to physical force. Violence can never defeat love. But it takes incredible power to be willing to love in the face of hate. Incredible strength and courage. And only Jesus Christ can give it. This is what changed our nation. Do we still have work to do? Of course we do. And this is how we do it. Through the power of non-retaliation. The power of love instead of the power of hate. All this raises the question, well, what kind of heart does my God have? I'm supposed to have that kind of heart. Do you realize that? You were created to bear the image of God, to be like God. What kind of heart does God have? Listen to God as He speaks to you. Do not resist a person who is evil. If I do that, evil will just... Run wild. All that needs for evil to flourish is for good men to do nothing. He's not calling you to do nothing. This is not about doing nothing. This is about not doing evil. Evil can so easily drive us to be evil. But when we rest in the power of God, we know that God will do the resisting. All we need to do is stand with courage and not be evil. Well, what would that look like? Well, if someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to the other as well. And incidentally, this is not a call for if you're in, in, in a situation where you're married to someone who's beating the snot out of you, you're supposed to keep letting that happen. No, you're not. That's not what he taught you here. He's got a particular image in mind, okay? And really, the church ought to stand against abuse when it shows up in a family. If a woman is beating a man with a frying pan... She ought to be stopped. And if a man has beaten up his wife, he ought to be stopped. That's not okay. And listen, if you're in that situation, please let us help you. You don't deserve it. What he's talking about here is a picture where somebody is standing on a playground, you know, and one person smacks somebody else and they drop back. And the crowd of people surround them and they're going, fight, fight, fight. Have you ever been there? Did you go to an American high school? then you've been there. You have so, you know. And what's the other person going to do? And suddenly dignity and honor and integrity are on the line. What kind of person are you? Are you a person who stands up for yourself? Give back. Give back what you got. 
Come on, put him on the ground. He hit you. Don't put up with that. And Jesus says, you stand where you are. And you say, are you finished? You are a person who hits people. And I am not. You are out of control and you have resorted to violence, but I will not. I am good. And you are bad. Is this who you want to be? By the way, i got to reiterate, that is so different from domestic violence. That's the picture Jesus has in mind. If he's hitting you, let us help you. If she's hurting you, let us help you. This is what it means to be a person of holiness and integrity who refuses to be violent when violence is done. If someone sues you to take your tunic, give them your cloak as well. It's your tunic. It's your inner garment. It's what you wear underneath your cloak. Okay? This, the, the law of Deuteronomy would tell people, don't ever take somebody's tunic. It humiliates them. It shames them. And very often a poor person only has one. But they go and they use the courts of law and they're going to hurt this person. They're going to take your tunic. and they, Let them have it. That person is behaving evilly. In fact, demonstrate it. Stand naked before them and say, you are a person who will oppress the poor and make them naked. But I am not. I will not hurt you. I will not hurt you. But you have to deal with what you are and who you have become. Or, if someone compels you to go with him one mile, go with him two miles. Remember, an ancient Roman soldier could make you carry his bag one mile, but that's it. That's all the Roman, because beyond that would be an oppressive thing, and then the Roman government wasn't interested. But they were interested in their soldiers being able to move rapidly so they could conscribe conscribe a civilian into that kind of military service and force them to carry that 80, 90-pound pack one mile. That's it. And he's saying, you serve your oppressor. In all three cases, what you've done is you've stripped the power from the other person. Because the other person is driving you to be evil. Driving you to hate them back. And you're saying, I won't do that. Because that's not who I am. That's not the heart. Not only that, but you have revealed to the other person their nature. You've shown to them, you are a person who would oppress and mistreat people. But I am not. And your life calls to them, do you really want to be this? Is this who you want to be? And how you want to behave. He said, that'll never work. We saw it work. Remember the civil rights movement. This was at the core of it. This was the most transformative thing to the racism of a nation that used to own people. Non-retaliation transformed human hearts. It can to do it because it's the nature of God's heart. Remember how he responds to you? You come to him with all your wickedness and pride and mess and all that's in you, and does he obliterate you the way you deserve? No! He loves you, he welcomes you, and his love for you transforms you. So if we love the people who mistreat us, we become agents of their transformation because we take on God's heart. So what kind of heart does God have? One that loves its enemies. One that refuses to give what it got that won't become evil because the world is evil. That's what He's calling us to be. And then He doesn't just stop there. That would honestly be hard enough, right? 
To maintain a peaceful heart when everything around you just wants to lash out. But listen, he goes even further. Give to the one who begs from you. Do not refuse the one who wants to borrow from you. What's that about? They're not hurting me at all. They didn't smack me in the face. What he's saying there is, you be a person who looks to do good all the time. Even to people who just inconvenience you. Or you're tempted to look down on or to despise. Do that so you can train your heart so that when the real challenge shows up, you're ready for it. You know, because getting smacked in the face, folks, that's advanced baseball. Right? That's hard discipleship. When somebody hurts you, when someone intentionally undermines you, they're, they're sticking the knife in the back, they're, they're trying to flirt with your wife, or they're trying to take your job, and they're trying to really trying to hurt you, that's hard. Do this so you can be ready for that. Because this is the kind of heart that God has. And practice it in small ways so that when the hard way shows up, you're ready. You're ready to respond with love for hate. Because that's who God is. That's what kind of heart God has. And when I see that and I see Jesus teaching this and I see my own heart, I realize I'm not the hero of the story. He is. He's the one who's good and beautiful walking on this earth. He is the hero. And He's not the hero who does it by violence. He's the hero who does it by absorbing violence. He lets it all fall on Him. And He gives nothing in return. And remember, He could have called on a legion of angels to destroy the world. And He didn't have to go through that. And He chose to for you and for me. And that's how we do it. We come to Him and He helps us. When I'm hurt and I'm sad, and and I'm angry, and hate is threatening to well up inside of me, I turn to Jesus Christ, and we say, Jesus, help me, this is so hard. And He says, I know. Don't flash back. Don't be evil. You be good. Be my person here right now, because you're tested right now, and it matters right now. And you give back good for evil, and you will be Beautiful, you will be a light shining in a dark world. You be that. You be what I have made you to be because you were meant to bear my heart and that's what I did and that's what you can do. That's how we do it. What kind of heart does my God have? A good and beautiful one. So what kind of heart do I have? I'll tell you, very few of Jesus' teachings force me to look as deeply into myself as this one does. He calls us to look through and sort through and say, what am I really like? And if you look into yourself this morning and what you find there is something that you wish was not there, God can root it out. He really can. You don't have to say, well, that's just me and I'm never going to change and everyone has to put up with it. No, that's not true. That's not the Gospel. The Gospel of Jesus Christ is that you can be saved from that. But you'll need the help of God. And and if you want that, let us pray for you. We want to. You really can be changed within by the power of God. It may be that you came here today and you came here carrying a big old bag of rocks. It has nothing to do with what I've talked about. But you're hurting bad and you want the help and the care of the church. Well, we want to pray for you. And if you're not a Christian, there's no better day than right now, today, to start following Jesus Christ because He leads us in the best way of life that there is. If this morning you're subject to the invitation of God, 
There's room right here. Why don't you come while we stand and sing?